from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my spooky children. That's right. It's all my fantasy children, Halloween edition, all my spooky children to time honor tradition. This is number five. This is the fifth Halloween we have celebrated. And my name is Eric Atano Saez. My name is Jeff Stormer. And this is all my fantasy and spooky children where we take a listener prompt and craft it into an original fantasy character, world detail, what have you. Use it to create an original fantasy IP with a world what we've called fantasy. That's right. It's an IP, Jeff. We have intellectual property. Yeah. And it <laughs> that means we're serious. Except today, yeah. because we're doing all my spooky children. <laughs> I got some inspiration in front of me that is, uh, you're bringing a powerful energy. You know, today we are Google imaging beforehand because we know what the prompt is. And I'm super fucking excited. But first, Jeff, Halloween is on Sunday. It is, it is. right now the 26th. What is your favorite candy on Halloween? Oh, gosh. You can pick two. What's your top two? uh, I love Almond Joy. Oh, baby. Yes. I love that coconut. And I love, I got got a lot of love for the, I mean, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, I have a lot of love for. It's a classic. It's a hit. Uh, Then probably Twix are my, those are my three, like, iconic candies in in the back of my brain. Yes. Fill your pillowcase with joy. No, actually, I I thought of the one that I would add to that, which is Whoppers. Ooh, Whoppers bang. I Whoppers fucking love them. People sleep on Whoppers because they, they have a bad color scheme on their wrapper. Mm-hmm. But I remember distinctly pulling them out of my pillowcase and being like, fuck, yes. Um, Mine are Take Five whoa, with the pretzel in it. I think that's that love one. It, love it. Take Five's classic. Um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, obviously. And Peanut M&M's. Mm, fuck solid. me. Oh, also Pretzel M&M's. I love, I mean, I'm hard-pressed to think of, a, of an M&M flavor that I don't enjoy. Like, Do you like they're, the caramel ones? Those are the ones that kind of lose Those ones are the only ones, yeah, those are, those are the only ones that I'm not, but I love the, uh, I love the weird ones that you can only get at, like, the, 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 the overrun stores, like the Five Below. Yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the mint and the coconut. Yo, they're good. The mint they're one's good. nice. Mint one's nice. Mint is, mint, mint is refreshing. It is delightful. This has been... Jeff and Aaron's spooky snack corner. Um, but it's Halloween time. I love it. And I want to get spooky, but also perhaps silly. Are you dressing up for Halloween? That's a good um, transition. <laughs> you know, I don't think maybe a little, maybe a little bit only okay. because we're going to a, we're going to a deathmatch wrestling show on Sunday. Fuck. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's dope. That's how we're spending our Halloween. We're seeing an, uh, an exploding ring deathmatch. That's amazing. What do you think you're going to dress up as, though? Probably just like wrestling clothes, like uh, like a like singlet, a like a re- yeah. I'm going to be wearing a singlet. I'm going to be wearing a. I'm, I'm specifically collegiate wrestling is the outfit that I'm going in. <laughs> so I'm wearing the the headband with the chin strap. That'd be uh, sick. I would. I'd be like. I'd be all about it. I think it's a great idea. You know the little booties. Yeah, you're freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, because the entire event is outside for safety. So like. I am freezing cold. I'm underdressed. Your your wrestler name's not like The Rock or like Goldust. It's just like Jeremy Desmond. That's like right. It's, it's just, Jeremy Desmond. 
Well, that's exciting. That's a very good. I'm taking my. I'm going with my friend's kids trick or treating in my neighborhood because there's a weird suburban part of Brooklyn. I'm really excited to watch a two year old and an almost four year old fucking trick or treat. I love nothing more on Halloween than just sitting like I. This is a this is a family tradition for the stormer for the stormer family. You eat a a, a, specifically. It's usually it's traditionally like a sausage, like a like a cheddar worst or a bratwurst. Yes. You grill up some cheddar worst or bratwurst. You grab a beer. You grab your box, your bowl of candy, and you chill out. And you just sit outside until uh, until the kids stop coming by. I mean. Halloween, it's my favorite holiday because of this. I like the spooky season. Like, I like the decorations. I like being an adult in Halloween, and I like seeing the adults who not like, oh, I'm dressing up like something current and going to a party. I like the adults who are like, I'm going to make my house cute and spooky for kids. Uh-huh. I think Halloween is like best when you do it for children. You know what I mean? When like you decorate your house spooky and it's it's a gift for young kids to still get that who can still trick or treat to enjoy yeah. that atmosphere of spooky and people who are like go all out on their house decorations so that their kids can come to their house and get like scared or get excited. It is my favorite thing in the world to see childlike delight come from children on Halloween dressed as something they think is cool or scary. It's great. It, it's very, it's the very most cool. wholesome. God, it makes me so happy. Fuck, I'm just going to wear a jack-o'-lantern t-shirt that glows in the dark. Shop, solid. Can't, can't miss. Now, to create our All My Spooky Children this year, we have an incredible prompt that was sent to us from our Discord channel. From Ace the Ace. Prompt. The day where those that live in the shadows come together to dance. For it is the Monster Mash. I like this prompt. Obviously, I am, a, I am, I am obviously pro the Monster Mash. It we is, sang uh, it last episode. <laughs> it is my, it is a, it is a treasure in my life. It is an, it is important to me. It is very important. Real talk, like it is one of the, it is, it is one of my favorite parts of the Halloween season. Is like hearing the Monster Mash in yes. the world. It's very much like uh, people are like, oh, it's not the holiday season until I hear Mariah Carey or like, you know, people have their Christmas songs. Uh The Monster Mash is the Halloween song that and spooky, scary skeletons like there's like two, you know, and thriller. But the Monster Mash especially is important to our show. Jeff, we've sang that song like fucking 10 times in 10. I'm certain. I know. You know, easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, Um, I, I do not doubt that one bit. So I'm excited to talk about the day where those that live in shadows come together to dance for it is the Monster Mash. Do you have any initial ideas? Ghost Tornado. Are you serious? Ghost like tornado. a tornado of ghosts? <laughs> well, okay. So let's, wait, did we, we, did we talk like goat, like, uh, no, <laughs> Sorry, not I didn't necessarily. Mean that was more in disbelief because I was looking at the word dance and I'm looking at the images. Everyone Google image, image monster mash and then Google image monster dance. That's <laughs> what both of us are looking at right now. And that's why when Jeff said ghost tornado, I was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so that, that was the vibe that I, my floated to when I first read the prompt is like the idea of like ghosts as fog on the sea. We have that, yeah. Found That's on what I mean. Lost was like, our Found last on Lost episode. is like a ghost on the sea, and like that idea of sea fog is like sort of ghastly, and and that image of like of if if enough ghosts came together and became this swirling mass, I was like, that's kind of terrifying and weird and cool. And- okay, so what you're saying is actually really fits into what we said like last year and stuff about steam and fog you know ghosts basically appear in fantasy through mist and fog and steam 
So a tornado of that is a literal fucking ghost tornado. Yeah, that was kind of the visual that I was thinking of. It was like all that kind of like steam and smoke and fog imagery and like bringing a tornado into that was like a really interesting contrast. I And I like, I don't know what that means, but I think it's like a cool thing to like, I, I don't know what would cause something like that or if it's a regularly occurring thing or a one time occurring thing. But something about that sort of like something about that sort of like intensely localized ghastly energy is very compelling to me may i make a pitch yes can we this episode create a ghost story about the day where those that live in shadows came together to dance a monster mash but it was a ghost tornado absolutely it sounds like a ghost story if you say that when you see fog in the morning or over like a pond that is a gateway for the dead to walk the earth once more And if you to say, what if that fog was once whipped up into a storm that carried the spirits of the dead, like across a a path of something? I don't know if it's devastation. I don't know what it does. Perhaps it pulls people, you know, it's a lot of ghosts. The path of the tornado, like, allows the dead to walk once more. This is like a zombie or ghost invasion story. Can I throw something out? Fuck yeah. Can I tell you about my favorite breed of cryptid or of supernatural occurrence? Yes. My favorite vein of these, so to speak. Yeah. Variations on the Mothman myth are my absolute favorite. What do you mean the Mothman myth? Just for me and anybody else who doesn't know the Mothman. So the, the Mothman, the legend of the Mothman is that the person, is that somebody saw the Mothman, like they were about to cross a bridge and the Mothman like appeared in front of them and scared them off and they didn't cross the bridge. And then the next day, and I may be getting this like horribly wrong, like please, if you are from the greater Northwest or the greater Northeast area, if you're from the Boston area, the New England area, please don't at me. Uh, I know that we have listeners in that area. I know we have friends of the show from that area. If I'm if I'm giving the, uh, if I'm giving the, 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 the slightly broad overview, please don't at me. Yeah, we can do the Mothman dirty just this once. But um, the, basically, the general idea is the Mothman appeared, scared somebody off, you know, ran ran somebody away, and in doing so, prevented them from crossing a bridge that then almost immediately after collapsed. Basically, okay. like warded them off of a bridge collapsing. And there's a few different. This is a this is a kind of a recurring story. There's a there's a ghost called the 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 Gray Gentleman. I think might be the ghost's name. That vein of, like, a ghost shows up and says, like, don't do a thing. Don't do this. Yeah, provides a warning. Gives a warning to someone. And if you you listen, then, like, the the effects of the world do not apply. You know what I mean? Like, there's Mm. there's a, there's a, what is either a popular ghost story or something that was concocted on the, the smash hit television show Beyond Belief with Jonathan Frakes that was, like, somebody got a letter from a dead relative... And like they they listened to it and it was like, don't go on that boat. If you go on that boat, it's going to be a problem. And they they got a different boat and it turned out that the boat they didn't get on was the Titanic. Okay. And it's that idea of like, of like, I'm going to warn you, don't do the thing. And then a huge natural disaster occurs and you, you, you and your loved ones and and your, your livelihoods are spared because you listen to this ghostly presence. So the fantasy version of that, because this is it, is it both, is it malevolent or benevolent? Because when I'm thinking, you said ghost tornado. Just the image of a tornado conjures up destruction, a path of destruction. But if we took that away and we go to the prompt, the prompt is the day where those that live in the shadows come together to dance, which makes me think of a swirling torrent of ghosts, for it is the Monster Mash. 
Is it benevolent or malevolent? Can I can I give you a very big pitch? Yeah. If it is benevolent in that it gives you a warning. Okay. Just to say like the, the 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 story is that this tornado came and like in the days before like when the sky was green and murky and like the the electricity was in the air and everything felt just that slight way off people saw their love people saw the the people in their life that died with business left untended to and like everybody in this town area whatever like had this experience of like somebody that i loved reappeared and we had a moment together like if you heeded those those ghosts and you gave them space then when that tornado came like those people's lives were spared or not lives but like you know what i mean like it was yeah. like yeah. it was kind of they issued the warning of like be aware and the people that heeded that warning were ready for a tornado can i make a twist on that yes please because it's spooky what if because it's where those that live in shadow come together to dance the spooky thing about this torrent of ghosts is it offers both warnings threats and you don't know which one is true mm. Because it's it's both benevolent figures from who from the ley line from the afterlife being like don't get on that boat, but it might also be a voice that's like don't listen to them they're trying to hurt you and that's when the bad one you know what I'm saying oh yeah I I also love the idea I mean if we're leaning into the spooky and we're kind of adding an element of malevolence into it yeah what if it's also temptation oh please elaborate like what if it like like a very kind of horror movie ghost that is like hey like hang out like you know what i mean there's the ghost that's oh, like get out I know of town what you're saying, and yes and then there's the ghost that's like in the the spirit of horror movie entertainment you know if you if you wronged someone in life and their unfinished business was getting payback their ghost might appear and be like we need to have a discussion and the time that you have that discussion is just when this tornado of spectral ghost energy comes down and tears through your your town and everything that you love Okay, so that appeals to me, because what if, what if the image it takes is not a tornado in the way that we think of it? Yes, it is a swirling torrent of paranormal afterlife energy and people's stories and people's warnings and people's, you know, praise and happy thoughts and bad thoughts and mean things. But it takes the form of a person that comes together to dance, and it provides temptation, like a dancing pleasant like benevolent figure i'm thinking sort of like evil pied piper ghost figure that might tempt you to do things maybe or I do like you that. want it to be a literal tornado no i think that's cool i think that that's fine i i think that's i i, I almost want it i mean I'm, I'm gonna jeff stormer this a little bit and say i yeah. think it's a little bit of both okay no so is it a literal tornado that is also a person who dances <laughs> I think what it is, is like, it is, it is all of these ghosts dancing and crawling and swarming. And as they do that, you know, the fog rolls in, right? Like it is, it is a, it is a tornado that is made up of these things. The yes. more, the more people there are dancing, the more ghosts there are fulfilling their business and resuming their life, the more that fog whips up and the faster that wind goes. And like, the tornado forms, it is not, the tornado is not inherently magical, it is merely the result of all of these ghosts appearing in a place in the way that, like, we said a geyser is, like, steam that is made of all these spirits. This is all of these spirits coming back together in one place and creating, essentially, like, a geyser-like tornado erupting 
from around them as they do their ghostly business. Okay, so the ghosts come out to play. It's not necessarily like a tornado in that funnel shape, like you're saying. Or or is it? I think it is in time. Okay. Or maybe it is just like, it is tornado like winds and they just kind of like whip into that kind of funnel shape like in time. But I like the idea that like, as more ghosts appear, the winds get faster and more chaotic and like tornadoes start to emerge out of that. Okay, so what you just described is sexy as fuck, because I imagine I'm living in a small town. I'm living in, I'm living in a town. I'm living in the town of Baverish, and I'm out at night, and I have my little lantern, and I'm walking because, you know, I got home late from work, and all of a sudden I feel like gale force winds blowing, and all of a sudden ghosts and spirits with unfinished business kind of descend on my town is it a mischiefy type thing? I'm thinking mischief night in the Northeast as well. Hmm. Where they come and then how they leave is they travel but this tornado. Hmm. You know, because I think it says the day. So I'm thinking like a hall. I'm thinking like this is the myth of like mischief night esque thing where the shat thing, those that live in the shadows come together to dance. So it is like this, the, I'm thinking the tornado is the means of conveyance and then it delivers people who cause mischief, who do unfinished business and then picks up and they go to the next location. They have one night to get their unfinished business done. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Some things are percolating. Some things are cooking. And I feel like I've I've got, I've got something for you. Okay. I got it. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got a turkey dinner fresh out of the oven for you. Oh, I'm ready. I've got my got my bib on and i'm clanking my fork and knife on the table pulling from some more horror media pulling from some more some more some more horror folkloric give me that spooky horror bullshit i want to pull from uh i want to pull from sleepy hollow or point pleasant which is where the mothman was cited very specifically like excellent i want to pull from the idea that like this is a a i i like the idea that this is a tradition you, you mentioned Mischief Night, and this is a tra- this is a, a worldwide or a, a region wide or like a a statewide or you know what I mean like yeah a, like it's it's a region it's a community based like you know it's only celebrated in this one region or yeah. it's seen as a thing. In it's this a region. regional it's a regional holiday that is rooted in the story of this one town of, of Baverish, and the story is that one night ghosts appeared everywhere. And I think the mischief in that, I love the the imagery of mischief. And I think what the mischief is, is in the way that we described ghosts in fantasy, those ghosts finished their business. Like that's the, the thing you do when you are a ghost in the world of all my fantasy children is you have a, a thing, you have that thing that you are perceived as having wanted to do in life, right? Like you, you have a task, one specific thing that you're like, I am back to do this thing. It's, it's an attachment, it's a pull, it's a call that strong that you literally defy death. And so, uh, in this town, on this day, the legend goes that ghosts appeared, many of them. Something caused the town of Baverish to be overrun by ghosts that had singular purposes, right? That had, each ghost had their own thing that they did, and it caused all of this mischief and chaos. If if my one mission was I'm going to stage the greatest production of the music man that has ever been staged. Like the mischief is that like, I am in like a ghost was seen in town, like doing a little dance in the park square. And like, no one understood why, like performing the entirety of the music man alone on the, in the town square, 
And, you know, perhaps even as little as like, you know, taking props from the local theater costume shop and they float away costumes and things like that. And like all of these ghosts appeared and the legend has it that like all that as more ghosts appeared, the winds picked up and things got, you know, trees were knocked over and eventually you could see uh, you could see a funnel from two towns over as things were lifted into the sky. And this ton- this this whirlwind wiped out half of the town and the town that wasn't the half of the town that wasn't half wiped out the people that, that survived. Every one of them reports that that day I saw a loved one. We had dinner together like we we had a moment. And, you know, there are the ghosts that made mischief. There are the ghosts that extracted bloody vengeance and the. The, the town, the houses that were protected were, were the ones where someone's one purpose in life, one mission in life was, I want to see the person I love and take them to dinner one last time. Or to, I want to, I want to go home one more time and spend a night at home. Like, those ghosts enacted a certain ghostly energy on the world where those houses and those people and those families and those lives were protected. And... That sort of ghostly tornado where half the town is wiped out and the other half all reported having seen these ghosts sparks a a thing, a tradition, a holiday, a day of a day of do your a day of do your business. Right. Like it is. Yeah, But why are they destroyed? If if the people who were spared, you said the people who in town whose homes were spared, it's because they got a visit from a nice ghost. But the people, I guess, whose house was destroyed got a visit from like an asshole. (laughs) I kind of, I mean, admittedly, I kind of like. Yeah, it's it's not fun. It's terrifying. And but I mean, also what it is to to pull on a tradition a little bit and kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. What we've essentially built is the is the supernatural equivalent of trick or treat. Okay, elaborate, please. And I know I keep asking you to do that. No, no, that's, fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Trick or treat quite literally means give me a piece of candy. Oh, or I'm gonna egg your house. Okay, so, so the idea of yes, the yes. idea of a ghost came and was nice to you, your house is spared. If you pissed off somebody to the point where their one mission in life was to make your life worse, or like if you you know those people, then ghost came and like a tornado of ghosts came and wrecked your house. It's something where it it's very it is trick or treating where a monster or a ghost shows up to your house and you give them what they want. Yeah, and it's a scary thing. Because the other, the alternative is, you know, you run the risk of if you tell them, no, this is their one goal, their single solitary goal. And they're not saying that, like, the dead are bad, but it's a scary thought that if you say no, is that what we want to go with? Where it's like, if you get, don't give them what they want, they destroy your fucking house. So what I, what I, I think that's the, I think that's the myth of it was that, like, the people that turned away the ghosts, like, found the, the wrath of the undead or, there are a lot of stories that came out of Bavrish, right? Like there were a lot of myths. Oh. A lot of people told those stories. But go ahead. I have I have a twist. I have a twist that I think can fix it. Yeah. In the town of Bavrish, if when the ghost came into town, when the monster mash arrived, this strong winds and swirling torrents of ghosts, both mischievous and, you know, benevolent, just wanting to, you know, have a cup of coffee, blah, 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 blah. If you aid the ghosts, whether in mischief or in good, to turn away the ghost is to deny their one last request. Mm. And something bad may happen to you. But if you engage in that mischief, you engage in that act with them, you are spared. And that's the myth. Because I feel like what it's turned into is in this town, in Bavrish, during spooky season, Halloween time, 
it's a festival or it's an event, like it's a tradition where on this night when the strong wind blows, you help people with what they need. You give people what they ask for because they need your help. Here's the here's here's throwing some more here's throwing some more twists in. Yes, please. Do you know what that also honors in a very real, tangible way? What? The rebuilding of Baverish. Yes. Yes, yes. Because it's the idea of like, and that kind of points at the the great thing about like myths and festivals and holidays and traditions is that they point to a bunch of different things at the same time, right? Like you can point at a thing and go, oh, this is an honor of the ghost story. Or you could point out the, the, the oh, well, this is actually a festival honoring when Gavrish was rebuilt and people came out and helped one another and like did a thing. And like, I love the idea that it is a it is a holiday where you go out and you help people. And the other half of it is it is a holiday where you do the thing you you fulfill your one ghostly task, right? It is the oh. <laughs> epitome of like a seize the day holiday. I love that. And to comment on the, um, the rebuilding of the town thing, it's kind of a you know, it's it's transformed this myth. The town was destroyed, and legend has it. It's because the dead came and asked very simple requests. They asked for shelter. They asked to help for help. And their one thing that they needed, their one piece of unfinished business, and the town turned them away. And so the town was met with a gruesome end when the tornado came to town and blew half the town away. And it was all those who turned away the spectral visitors. And so that's how it, that's like the myth behind it, where when ghosts came into town, some of them were like kicking over pumpkins and fucking shit up and like tearing down homes in this tornado. When they reached the homes of those who helped them, went right over the top. The tornado didn't touch down. And now it's a night where like, you know, part of me wants it to be if you want to be a mischievous asshole, you can be. <laughs> you yeah. said your one ghostly desire can be met. Well, that's the thing. It is It is tying into the idea that there are those that the ghost spared and those that the ghost didn't. And that, like, that the people that, like, helped the ghosts and that the pe- those ghosts, their requests were things like, I want... I want a home cooked meal, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't home- think it was like I want to kill my boss. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? but here's what I, I like. What I what I keep coming back to is the idea of like, what if one of the ghosts' one desire was to kill their boss? Oh fuck! <laughs> I picture that as part of the tornado itself, right? Like I picture that idea of like going very crypt keeper with it. Like if you are an asshole and you ruin someone's life, you are awful to them. You hurt them. You you know you you spurn them. You you are you are such an asshole of a boss to them that like in death the one thing they want is to ruin your life in return and they come back at this moment all they're going to want is to destroy you and a tornado is coming and all they have to do is like watch you do it Dang. so like there is this element of and that's kind of also where some of the kindness of the festival comes from right is it's yeah there's a story of uh there's a young woman uh in Bavrish who tells the story of one day the love of her life appeared at her doorstep and she said, and and these two lovers were united and she took her girlfriend uh, into her kitchen and the one thing that she asked for was, I want my girlfriend to make me a home-cooked meal. You know, you were the greatest cook that I ever knew in life. I want, I want one more meal. And she made this beautiful meal and they fell asleep in each other's arms and when she woke up, her girlfriend was gone and she looked and her entire neighborhood had been leveled except for her one house. Damn. There's a story about someone whose boss was an asshole. Real, real terrible guy. Real jerk of a man. 
uh, always awful to his employees, really just like ruined people's lives, fired somebody in a real humiliating way, and they kind of walked off and they were never seen again until that night. Their one request was their one request was to get a drink, was to drink with some of their old was to drink with one of their old co-workers on Outlook Cove overlooking the town. And they they looked and they saw this and they almost ran and fled and the ghost said, sit, 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 sit. And they looked and they saw the tornado come down and they watched their house be fine. Then they saw the tornado go to their boss's house and they saw that man ripped into a tornado and killed. Damn. And it, and and then they looked over and the ghost was the ghost was gone with only a, a an empty shot glass and a dollar for tip was all that was left behind and they went oh that was your one request was to see your boss get his comeuppance so part of the tradition is yeah you help the ghosts but you also help the ghosts because if you don't then their one request might be to see you get yours that is terrifying. Damn, that's such a scary prospect of being if they're if a ghost's one thing in life is to ruin your shit. Yeah. And they have this ghostly knowledge that a tornado is coming. Then they're just going to watch you get your shit ruined. Yeah. Dang, 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 dang. What else can we talk about with this fun? Uh, what do we it's called? The monster mash. I do want to talk about I do want to bring dancing into it. OK, I think the one thing everybody remembers as the tornado flew away is ghosts just dancing ghosts whose last run request was to was to play a concert play the most legendary concert of all surrounded ghosts dancing and twirling as they faded into mists as this tornado was sucked into the sky people heard violins and fiddles and drums and basses and 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 xylophones and didgeridoo and all kinds of instruments playing as these ghosts were whipped into the sky and People looked and went, wow, if you gotta go, you, if you gotta go, these ghosts had a hell of a time. So what I'm seeing is, if I can paint a picture, Please. you're in Bavrish. You're just a normal person. You're walking around at night. You're on a date, sitting on a bridge overlooking like a really cute little stream, and you're whispering secrets and giggling. And all of a sudden, you hear like, I'm imagining this is thousands of ghosts pouring into your town. You would hear the footsteps of dancers, for example. You would hear the bang of instruments, the music playing, but everyone's playing their own songs. Everything is individual. There's people screaming. There's people yelling. There's people looking for other people to, hey, where's my husband? Where's my husband? I got to find my husband. I imagine it looks like kind of when you open the doors to Black Friday, Mm -hmm. you know, those videos of Walmart when people just flood in It's that. I kind of get this tragic desperation from the ghost tornado that I'd like to add in if possible. Yeah. In this way that, like, you have a very limited amount of time. May I make a pitch? Please. In the theme of this whole monster mash thing, and you said these instruments, the whole event is accompanied by music. No one knows where it's from. The ghosts have exactly the length of this song to get everything done, and you have to help them. If you're a citizen of Bavrish, you have the entire duration of this song to help them. Someone basically comes up to you, a ghost, and is like, can you help me with this? You need to help me with this right now. And you have to say, yes, I can, or no, I will not, while the music's playing, while the drums are pounding. It is terrifying, exhilarating, 
and all things at once, you have the entire duration of this chaotic musical chairs to finish their musical business. And when they do, when the song's over, up they go. The tornado moves on. I love it. I love it so much. I imagine it's like people see it as a dance because you grab your partner. Only Mm -hmm. like it's one person per ghost. Like you don't get like six people coming up to you. Everyone in that party, every spectral person with unfinished business is like, there's my person. I know exactly who they are. I know exactly who can help me. And I know I need them and them alone. And they grab you by the hand. They take you on this dance. It's chaotic. You're committing mischief. You're doing nice things sometimes. You never know what you're going to get. But you know if you don't, the song's going to play on. Your town might get destroyed. Your house might be it. You have to follow the music. I like it. I love it. That was the event, right? Was that we all heard this, everyone in town heard this like horrifying music playing and the bashing of instruments and ghosts were appearing being like, I need this. And true to the people of Bavarish, like a good portion of the town stood because people heard the call for help and answered it. And like the non-magical explanation of the festival is this tragedy befell the town of Bavarish. People picked up their tools and said, people need help. People need their their lives rebuilt. Let's go. Oh, and interesting. So, Sorry. and ahead. so what happens? And, you know, that is kind of the non-magical, like, you know, you could point to him and be like, well, maybe the magical stuff is real. And you could, but you could also be like, yeah, but also a tornado hit the town. Half the town was destroyed and the other half, like, selflessly stood up to do it. Now the festival is going back to, sorry, finish your thought. And then I want to, I want to throw out what I think the, 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 the festival is now. So a note that I want to make about the destruction of the town. We said that the town of Bavarish is destroyed if you don't help them. And I think it's because asshole ghosts roll into town and are like, help me kill my boss. And someone says, no, I'd rather you take my home. I'd rather you destroy where I live and just take my material possessions. That means nothing to me. I'm not going to commit your asshole act. I'm not just going to go along with it. I think it was an act of defiance. And so it's a message to that's the myth is future generations are like stand up for something Mm. don't just go along with what if somebody asks you to do something that you don't want to do that you don't believe is right stand in their face and say no be defiant stand up for something you believe in because at the end of the day you have your community at your back that can help you rebuild whatever you need we're here for you but i don't want you to become as bad as one of those asshole ghosts i like that and i think what the festival has become Looking at what the festival is, is in the modern day. The festival has become, going back to what we were saying all the way at the beginning of the episode of like decorating your house all spooky, like yeah, what I think and like doing it for, for, for kids and being like, oh, I've made this experience so that you can enjoy it. Yeah. Nowadays, like the, the story of the fest, the story of the myth is there's a bunch of different variations on it as we've kind of hashed out over the last 47 or so minutes. What I think is cool is the idea of the festival as it is now of very similar to trick-or-treating of like, I put on a costume, I dress like a ghost, and I do that because I need something, right? Like it is, it is a time where you, where you have, where if you are, if you need to ask for help, there's no shame in doing so. You are a ghost and you have a purpose. You have a thing and there is, there is no shame in asking for it. So you, and it can be something profound or it can be something as, as minor as, I really want like a home cooked meal or I really want like some drinks with my friends. But like you put on a, you put it on and you declare your purpose and you go and seek it out while the music is playing. And there's like a night and evening of bands playing in the street. 
You go and seek out your purpose. You go and grab what you need. And what the other half of it is, if you feel that you, if you feel you have what you need, you offer to help. Yes. It is, it is, if I see a ghost and they need something and I can offer it to them, I will provide it, no questions asked. And, you know, they are wearing a mask. I can't know who they are. All I know is that they needed something and I provided. There was right? a ghost in need and I needed to help them. And it's like someone dressed like a ghost and it's cute. Yeah. It's so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mutual aid holiday of like, I need something. And what I might need is simply a good time. What I might need is help building my shed. What I might need is, you know, repairing my home after a disaster. But I put on my mask and I say, I am, I am asking for help without shame, without shame or fear. Cause I know that someone will answer the call of this ghost. Yeah, of course. There's the kind of, and in the way that there's the kind of fun, spooky, scary, Halloween-y undercurrent of, like, modern Halloween celebrations of, like, if you don't do it, a ghost come. It's like, if you don't do it, I'm going to wreck your house. Yeah. (laughs) It's the idea of mischief of, like, if you see somebody's, like, house egged, it's like, well, that person (laughs) didn't help any of the ghosts that came looking, asking for help. What am I going to do? That person's house. And, like, I love the idea that it is, it, it is built on, and that's kind of where the 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 magical and the mundane history of this of Avrish and the the festival kind of come together because it is it is the, either story. If you believe the ghost story, if you believe the non ghost story, either story is people desperately needed something, and their neighbors said, "Well, I have that. Here it is. Take it. No questions asked. I never expect a repayment." Dang, I love it so much. Do we have a name for the festival for this dance? Is it the dance of the lost? Mm. What you got? It's one song. That's one song. You get one game of musical chairs to get all your shit done. And that's like, I think that's a tongue in cheek thing. Like, obviously, I believe at future times in the modern era, it's like a night of music. So it's like you have 10 hours, you know what I mean? Of people playing and bands and it's a festival festival, like a block party. Let me think about that. Because I like I like the wind. I like the idea that it's tied to the tornado. Yes, yes. Is it something with assistance? I'm thinking the word storm. I'm thinking gales. I'm thinking howling. What if it's called symphony night? Okay, yep, that's it. Symphony night is the one night that everyone in the town of Bavrish gathers together to celebrate the time that the dead roamed their city finding a partner, asking them to dance to fulfill their one last wish. We celebrate those who have died and those who stood up to those evil spirits and those who helped the kind spirits by mm-hmm. celebrating today and giving our community what it needs in their time of uh, need. <laughs> I like it. And it is, it, is when we, it is when we heard the symphony, right? It is when, yeah. when the people of Bavrish heard the symphony of the dead and rose up to, rose up to take action in response. I think there's a beautiful... And that is kind of the that is kind of the thing. The symphony night is when you hear the symph. As soon as you hear the symphony on the wind, you go and you help people. Yeah, you find a ghost and you give them what they need. I love it so much. I like. I want it to be so. Something that symphony night is in Bavrish. The that how it spreads. I kind of want. Can you give me? I want to make each of us make a quick little Halloween esque tradition in a city or region, mm. if that's okay. Mm-hmm. I have one. Go for it. In Iron Hill, tales of heroes are very popular. I imagine just based on the history of having Arthur and Big Jeremy, these two living legends, who one of them is still with us and kind of like runs the city. I imagine that mask wearing on this on Symphony Night 
it like just kind of coincides with the same date. You know how mm-hmm. traditions translate and change and evolve. In Iron Hill on Symphony Night, it might not be called that. It, it's called the Masquerade of Heroes. You wear a mask of a famous hero, your favorite hero from history, from fiction, and you go out for a night of friendship, camaraderie, you know, drinks and dinner, and it's like a big party night. But you spend that night honoring that hero because they are no longer with us and living up to the example they set while celebrating their life and acts of heroics. Big rager night, but superhero themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you Dragon. Okay. Uh, Symphony is a three-day musical festival in Dragon. Oh, it is, fuck. Uh, you, you, you play, it, it, is a, it is where all of the hottest musical acts of Dragon that we said has a thriving music culture Yes. Uh, they all do cover sets. It is all. <laughs> yes. It is. It is. It is. Uh, have you ever been to a, a a bar that does a Halloween cover show? I have not, because I am a shut in. They are the they. I sincerely love them with all of my heart. Where you just see a band, like a local band, be like, "We're you know we're 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 nose of the grindstone and today we are we're gross of the grindstone and today we are the pixies and this is our pixies set oh you dress up as them yeah oh what happens God. is like bands bands will come like the, the, this is a real thing that i i've emceed these shows before fuck uh where band local bands will do a set as another band so like you'll have like you know like I said those are the grinds they're like whatever like local like punk band will dress up as the Pixies and do a Pixies set that is and the incredible. lead singer will shave their head like Frank Black and do they'll just be the Pixies and you're like next up we got the Pixies and then we got Johnny Cash after that and whoever does the best Johnny Cash impression like will put on their black suit and do a Johnny Cash set and that's what I imagine Symphony is is a three day festival. Where, where bands just like do sets as older bands from previous generations. So you see that bands is amazing. just do tribute sets as other bands. That is so good. I love it so much. Oh my God. And that happens in fucking Dragon and everybody just goes, what? It is a music festival. Music festival. Fuck, that's good. Overpriced water bottles. Oh, of course. The mud people appear, you know, from Woodstock in the 90s. No, they uh, do not. There's a lot of a lot of Limp Biscuit cover bands. A lot of Limp Biscuit cover band. Limp Biscuit is the most powerful and influential music group in fantasy's history. Just like it is with the creators, bro. Because some yeah, days, right. yeah. everything is <laughs> fucked and everybody sucks. I just want something to break. Yeah, give me something to break. Happy Halloween, y'all. <laughs> Happy Halloween, y'all. <laughs> oh gosh, is that a wrap? I think that's on, a wrap. Uh, dang. Thank you so much, Ace the Ace. Ace the Ace used our prompt submission channel to submit this incredible prompt. And look where it led. We got, also, Jeff, we got there. We got there. We built and built and built. We made a stew today. We added ingredient by ingredient. We took taste and we said, I don't like that. Let's add in this. I don't like that. Let's add in this. We got a delicious monster mash stew. Uh, But anyway, uh, Jeff, can you tell us all the cool ways to send us prompts to our cool little podcast that could I absolutely can. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can send them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com. Or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC discord and use the prompt submission channel. Shabuyah. Um, Jeff is the second podcast that you need to be listened to. And it just it just celebrated the dopest milestone. Can you tell me about this, Jeff? 
Uh, today, the day of this recording, is party of one sixth anniversary. And also, 300 episodes was three weeks ago. <laughs> That's so bananas to me. Congratulations, first of all. That is a true testament. As you had told me, uh, like, years ago, you, like, when we started doing this, you were like, oh, yeah, like, making a podcast past 10 episodes is usually, like, where a show kind of, like, people lose interest or it runs its course. But 300 is a true testament to your endurance uh, de- and dedication to this this craft known as podcasting. Yeah, you should be very appreciate proud that. of yourself. I appreciate that. Thank you. All My Fantasy Children is so proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. The One Shot Podcast Network is, you know, home. We all live under this wonderful one-shot umbrella of wonderful content and people. Shows like Character Creation Cast. Each month, Character Creation Cast creates characters for a different game with guests from the RPG world, then examines the process in depth. They always take the time to reflect on the game is designed what guests have to say about it. Um, and I really think it's cool. They were kind of this like in tandem where uh, they're more design focused and like game heavy, like where it's about the games and the character creation systems where we're we've developed more into kind of a creative writing podcast. So if you want that crunchy game design glory, go listen to character creation cast. Hey, uh, listeners of the show, I know we have like 201 plus audio pieces and there's a ton of world lore like this one had a lot of lore and had a lot of story bits. Um, if you want to kind of read about things instead of re-listening to episodes, I wrote two world guides on ericatanosayas.itch.io, and they're pay what you want, and I know the world is getting bigger and bigger and bigger on our show, and that could be a really great way for you to just kind of refresh yourself if you're like, holy shit, they haven't talked about this in a minute. I got you. Download one of those. Uh, yeah, it's freezies, so do it up. Anyway, Jeff, do you have a verbal hug this week? Do I have a verbal hug this week? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. (laughs) By the way, listener, a verbal hug is something we like to end the show with, uh, leaving you better than when you started. It's advice that Jeff and I need and that sometimes we want to share with y'all because it's usually what we're telling ourselves. Oh, I do have one. Okay. Uh, take some time to recognize your achievements, you know, like it is easy to, it is easy to set your eyes on the next thing, set your eyes on the next horizon and say, well, uh, time to get back to work, but really take some time to celebrate, you know, like good stuff is good stuff and it is very... I can say from experience, it is very easy to, like, see a good thing and go, oh, that was neat. And then immediately be like, well, I got to get back to work. But, like, that's not fair to you because, like, you've been through the you've been through the difficult parts. And there are moments that, like, genuinely call for celebration. And, like, if you if like if you are shortchanging your celebration, like that is not fair to you or to the good things that you're experiencing. So, like, take some time to actually celebrate stuff. Right. Like, take some time to, like to enjoy those things and just to sit back and say, hey, this kicks ass, this rules, because I think that's that's an underrated thing. It is, it, you know, the world that we live in and the conditions under which we work oftentimes require a certain sort of assembly line mentality that I think is grinds away and, and strips that away the, 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 the good stuff. And I think that's not fair to you and it's not fair to your work. So take some time to celebrate. That's a good one. Um, I have one. And it's sometimes good things take time. And I, you know, that phrase is tired. But I was talking to friends lately about why I have not a lot of stress anymore. And it's because I was reflecting on where I started in New York City, where I had a really shitty apartment that some asshole, and John, if you're listening, fuck you, you overcharged me for that room. Uh, It was way too much money for that six by 10 room that I used to live in. Um, But the restaurant, when I first started working in the city, I was a busboy. 
But they treated me so bad because fun fact about like restaurants that aren't chains, there's nothing that's illegal if it's behind closed doors. Me and the porter used to have to go down in the basement and hunt rats, trap them and get them out. I used to do that every shift for four months for the first two hours of my shift, hunting fucking rats. And if I said like, I don't really want to do that, they're like, then you can walk out the fucking door. Anyway, abuse aside, I learned like over time that it's okay. Don't let people take advantage of you and that things take time. You know, there is, not, I'm not saying that you have to suffer and blah, 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 blah. But what I'm saying is if things are dire now, keep your head up looking toward the horizon and put one foot in front of the other and your fate can change if you believe in yourself and the world is better than you think it is. If you believe those two things, I am convinced that your fate can change as someone who is still making his podcast the thing that I literally pitched to Jeff because I was so miserable, and now it's something that makes me so happy. You know, you're listening to it, which is fucking dope. The fact that this has happened in my universe, I'm like, you know, I have hope for others as well, where I'm like, you know, fucking keep that chin up and keep pushing because your fate can change if you will it into existence and have patience and believe in yourself and the better of people in the world. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I was a rat hunter, Jeff. Anyway, that's all we do on this show. All right. Well, then until next time, good Good night night and good good game. game. Iron Hill's Masquerade of Heroes. The night where legends rise. A day of festivities and celebration where masks of our favorite heroes are crafted and worn. We honor these legends by telling their stories to new generations. And by donning their faces, we give these fallen heroes a chance to see the world they shaped through the eyes of the living. The love we have for these heroes lends the mask a great deal of magic. The mask becomes a window for those lost to look through providing a look at the world they helped to shape. Preserving fading memories is, as we know, massively important to the beast folk. The act of sharing stories of those who have died allows their memory to remain where they belong, in the hearts and minds of the living. For that reason, not every mask is made in the image of a katana-wielding king of great power, a summoner who battles demons, or a bard who calmed the seas. In fact, Most of Iron Hill's masks are designed to honor family members and friends, our personal heroes who have shaped our world. Because of the magical window the masks provide, it is common for families and friends to don a mask and give to their loved ones a tour of the city, showing them what has changed and what remains from when they were still with us. Families share meals wearing masks so that their relatives who have passed on can see both those who live and those who do not once again. Some create masks of partners who have heard the call and grant them a date night at their favorite bars, restaurants, and locales with their memories tied to them. The Masquerade of Heroes is a day to honor those who have died, to show them that all of the seeds they planted in life have blossomed into fields of joy and happiness. Happy Masquerade of Heroes, Junior Wizard. In life, All we can hope is to put enough good in this world that future generations create a mask in our likeness so that we may get the rare opportunity to see the joys and happiness that our actions have brought in our life.